Hey, what's going on, my good people? This your boy Antoine Smitty Smith. Smitty Sports Machine, the podcast. I know I've been away for a while, but trust me, I'm out working. If I'm not doing YouTube, I'm writing and blogging. I'm all over social media, so y'all find Smitty Sports Machine. Y'all will see exactly what I'm doing. Trust me, I'm working, people. But thank y'all for tuning in, man. Episode 34. It's been about a, over a month, almost two months since I did a show. But I'm going to try, I promise I'm going to try to do more shows. Because I'm out being asked, you know, when I'm going to drop a new show. Everybody want to hear my crazy thoughts, but hey. I say whatever on my mind, and that's the way it's going to go. But this episode, I'm going to talk about Antonio Brown and the Oakland Raiders. Uh, how, his, how he's going to work out, how I think he's going to work out. Uh, Carmelo Anthony, one of the best scorers in NBA history. Why can't he find a job? I got an interesting take on that. Last but not least, I want to talk about the Rich Paul rule, the NCAA. Trust me, you don't want to admit that. Because uh, <laughs> some people are not going to like what I say. Hey, it's my show. I say what I want. Y'all know how to find me on social media. If y'all got some, get back. But that's the way I was brought up. So, hey, if you don't speak your mind, who else will? Just saying. Last but not least, the NFL season is starting. And I'm posting blogs and, <laughs> you know, what's going on in the news. So, I'm going to give y'all one of my thoughts on Melvin Gordon for my last segment. So, y'all stay tuned for that also. But we gonna get this thing rolling when Antonio Brown we come back. And hey, please tune in. What's going on? It's your man Raphael Haynes, aka Mr. Controversy. Did you miss me? It's a must that you keep it locked here on the Sports Machine Podcast. My man Smitty Smitty. Yeah. I'm back, I'm back, back to the first segment, uh, I'm going to talk Antonio Brown and my quick thoughts on that, uh, but before I start, if y'all want to go to YouTube and check out uh, my videos on the topic, uh, feel free to do so, that's uh, Submitted Sports Machine on YouTube, and my YouTube channel, I would greatly appreciate that, but right quick, Antonio Brown. Uh, for those that don't know and been living under a rock, he was traded to the Oakland Raiders from the Pittsburgh Steelers, practically given away by the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, he was given a $12 million raise, uh, making him one of the top paid receivers in the league uh, behind Odell Beckham and now Mike Thomas of the Saints, which is still ridiculous if you ask me. But another story for another day. Antonio Brown is already, you know, carrying over his Pittsburgh baggage out to the West Coast to Oakland. Uh, he's missed practice, you know, the first week, missed a couple of practices, uh, and it was due to a foot injury uh, from cryotherapy. From for y'all, those that don't know, cryotherapy is uh, 
the machine where they shoot the cold air all over your body feel like you in a tub of ice dry ice and common sense you know for me to me and my belief uh, common sense would tell you that it will be some kind of damage because it's 20 to 30 below zero so if it's that cold and it's you know you're stuck in a cold space with that air you know it's going to cause damage one way or the other whether it's good whether it's bad uh well damage is not bad good but you catch my drift and antonio brown if you've seen the pictures of his feet looked like oh my, my god i don't know how it looks but he has blisters and he has uh peeling skin and it just looked like somebody stuck his foot over a hot plate throw some grease in the pan stuck his foot in the pan but that's here nor there the point that i'm trying to make you know if you're going to do something to damage your body risk your career uh how can your teammates how can the organization trust you to stay healthy I mean, something as simple as not doing something like that. How can an organization, you know, put their trust in you to become a veteran leader of their team? Me as a GM or as a head coach, I don't think I could do it. And GM, I'm sorry, head coach, John Gruden is already, you know, in my opinion, kind of worried where this, this is going so early. And he hasn't came out and said it, but I'm thinking in the back of his mind, do he think this was a mistake for the Oakland Raiders? And to be honest, um, with the issue that he has with, uh, you know, the media and, you know, and if y'all remember back too, and I'm not trying to get off the subject, um, he had a, a social media incident in the locker room where he ended up getting fined and getting, sus- no, not suspended, but he got fined by head coach Mike Tomlin and we all know that the locker room is a sacred place for players to you know bond but if you think about that bringing that out to Oakland on such a young team that uh, has already given away you know their star player they traded him to the Chicago Bears for three first round picks and you lose your best defensive player and best player on the team. You bring in one of the top players in the NFL, and you pay him a good amount of money. But you wonder, you know, was it a mistake? Did we get rid of the wrong person? And we all know why they got rid of Khalil Mack because they couldn't afford him. But if you finally get your quarterback, the top target that he needs to succeed, after losing Amari Cooper to the Dallas Cowboys. Antonio Brown, you know, you're a key figure in this team now. So, if you want to stick around in Oakland, because I know John Gruden, he's a no-nonsense type coach. If you want to stay in Oakland, you want to thrive on that team, try to uh, regain your... Well, I know you still got your fan base, but if you want to try to, you know, gain the trust of the NFL fans again, use common sense try to make smart business decisions because at the end of the day the only person that's losing out on you I'm sorry losing out on money is you because the more problems you cause the more likely this will be your last big deal 30 years old 
Come on, dog. Come on. But that's all I have to say about, you know, the Antonio Brown situation. I just think it's just time for him to grow up. I mean, what else do you need? You've made bukus of money, been in the NFL, what, eight, nine years? What else do you need? If you need that much attention, wait till you retire from football. You can do whatever you want to do. Blow your money, be on Snapchat, Facebook, or whatever. Grow up, dog. That's all I got to say. Because if I was in your position, trust me, I would not be doing the crazy things that uh, you're doing. Because trust me, my grandparents didn't raise me like that. (laughs) But those are my quick thoughts. I'm not going to go overboard with that. When I come back, I got to speak on Carmelo. And I know my boy, Marlon Copeland, out there listening. He got to hear this from me. Because <laughs> I know that's his boy. But y'all hear my thoughts when I come back. This is former Tampa Bay Buccaneer, big game, James Canada. And when I need to get my sports fix, I tune into Smitty Sports Machine. Okay, we back, people. We back. Uh, before I get into my next topic, uh, Carmelo Anthony being blackball. Uh, go to my social media accounts and check out my work. Uh, check out my work on Twitter at FatBoySlim underscore 21. That's where I post all my blogs, YouTube videos, and podcast episodes. So if y'all go to YouTube and go to, uh, I'm sorry, go to Twitter at FatBoySlim underscore 21, you will see all my work. Anything that I've done, you'll find it on there. But I need to talk right quick about Carmelo Anthony. And, you know, one thing I feel about, you know, what's going on with Carmelo Anthony is his image off the court. I think it's finally, you know, gotten to the point where it's, you know, ruined his reputation as a basketball player and what he does on the court. Because if you think about how society is today with social media, social media will get you fined, get you suspended, uh, get you incarcerated. Anything you can think of, social media, you can do it. And the problem that he's been having off the court uh, with marriage and, you know, lifestyle, I mean, I think it's finally coming back to bite him. And... He's of age now, 35 years old, that um, he should know, you know, where, you know, what to do and what not to do because you're under a microscope in public eye. And for the younger generation that's, you know, younger than him, it's something they still have to learn, but it's something that he should know. And I think, you know, it's, it's beyond the point of ridiculous that he should be, you know, at least, you know, one more season season in the NBA to finish his career and I actually if you go to my YouTube page uh, I think he could fit in with the Hawks actually but that's another story for another day go to YouTube check out my thoughts on 
Carmelo Anthony landed in Atlanta. But that's neither here nor there. But you have a dude that's a 10-time All-Star. Six-time All-Team NBA. And you mean to tell me he can't make a 15-man roster? Uh, He's arguably easily can be a six-man on any team in the NBA. From the Lakers all the way down to the Charlotte Hornets. You mean to tell me he can't make a roster, you know, on his talent alone? Yes, I know he's getting up there in age, but that doesn't mean he can't play anymore. And Iverson played till he what? Same age? Michael Jordan came back and played till he was 40. So, and scored two 50-point games, back-to-back. So, what's your excuse for Carmelo Anthony? Shouldn't be no excuse. I mean, if you looked at the Stephen A. interview, he told you how he was backstabbed in Houston with Jim uh, Daryl Morey of the Houston Rockets, how he was backstabbed, James Harden didn't know, Chris Paul didn't know, none of his teammates knew that he was about to be released, only he knew it. He only played in 10 games with Houston, averaged about, what, 13 points, I think, off the bench. So, you mean tell me you can do that in 10 point, in ten games, average that many points. And if you go to a team like Atlanta, and I'm going to say it again, yes, they're young, still have a lot to learn, but a veteran like Carmelo who can score the basketball on a second unit and even play with the first unit depending on the line matchup, uh, it could be very, you know, very enticing to the Hawks. But we will see how that turns out. But the way he was done in Houston and Oklahoma City, same, pretty much same situation. Uh, he said he talked to Billy Donovan and couldn't get an upright answer. So he ended up out of both of those places within a couple of months. So if that is the case, you mean to tell me that those two teams will decide his fate on whether he plays again or not just doesn't seem right. I just think it's a case of uh, blackballing. Uh, certain athletes, no matter who you are, if the public perceives you a certain way, NBA owners and GMs are going to do the same. It's as simple as that. But the last part of this quick discussion is he even tried to work out for Team USA in the FIBA World Championships which is coming up. Now, this is the ultimate case of blackball if you think about it. You mean to tell me he can't make the Team USA roster after he's won a gold medal with the Team USA? And on top of that, there are no really no big name stars playing on that team. It's a bunch of young talent like the newer generation of talent that's coming into the NBA. There's no LeBron James. There's no... Uh, Dwayne Wade, which he retired now, but you catch my drift. No Jimmy Butler. Uh, no Anthony Davis. Everybody's withdrawing their name. And you mean to tell me that he can't get on Team USA and go for another gold medal? Come on, man. Now, Jerry Colangelo, who's over USA Basketball, has said, you know, they want to go in another direction, and he will, he the team doesn't need that distraction. 
but that would not be a distraction if he's overseas playing basketball. I, that would be actually be more coverage for Team USA basketball. But to me, honestly, it's just a bunch of junk. And if they want to treat that man like that in in his career on a sour note that it's going out on right now, it just isn't it just isn't fair to him. It's just not fair. Because he's made the NBA millions of dollars with his name alone. From Denver all the way to New York, OKC to Houston. You have seen a Carmelo jersey, Anthony jersey in each one of those arenas. One way or another. But, I hope he gets another shot. Right now, it doesn't look likely, but hey, we don't know what the future holds. Maybe he can squeeze out one more season, either at the end of this season, or maybe next season. We shall see. But those are my quick thoughts on Carmelo Anthony. And when I come back... I got to talk about the Rich Paul rule. It makes no sense. Trust me, it doesn't. But you'll hear my thoughts when I get back. Hey, I'm back with the third and final segment before I get to my quick thoughts on my wrap up uh, on my final thoughts segment but I got to talk right quick about the Rich Paul rule uh, to me it's ridiculous and I think uh, the NCAA is just getting to the point where they want to control everything and life is not like that and if you think about what the Rich Paul rule means it's basically aimed you know at the minority for um you know for the minority uh building you know a brand inside the world of sports and the way i see it the rich paul rule uh is explained and geared toward dissuading players from working with agents who have don't have a bachelor's degree and other requirements and to be honest if you look at it, it the reason why I say it's aimed at the minority is because the minority and I don't want to sound crazy but a lot of minorities they learn to build business without finishing college uh, if you think about some of the black millionaires that have made it you know in the world uh, a lot of them don't have a, you know a higher a higher learning of education uh, for instance, if you grew up where I grew up and you learned, you got, you know, wealthy off music, uh, nine times out of ten, you didn't go to school. You went to high school and some of those didn't finish high school. I'm not going to call no names, but trust me, uh, a lot of people that I grew up with have made millions of dollars off their talent of music and they didn't get no bachelor's degree you know associate's degree because you know we were taught coming up that common sense will take you much farther than book sense and in today's world it shows more than ever right now and 
if you can with the with the way social media is built up if you can get a fan base streaming and rolling on social media what you need college for so this is what this is why this rule pisses me off is because if you have a good backing and you have you know a good profile on social media to get your business across your philosophy across ain't no way in the hell you cannot succeed and for the NCAA to make a stupid rule like that to try to get you know college players you know to sign with somebody just because they have a college education it's ridiculous because if you think about it most of them go to school for what one year and take electives and head to the next level in the NBA come on man that's just hypocritical it's sad it's very sad and if you listen to what Chris Broussard is saying um I'm pretty much saying the same thing, but I'm just not going to be as blunt about it. They're calling it the Rich Paul rule, which is appropriate, but I'm going to call it something else. Straight up racism. But instead of crying, complaining, and begging, it's time for black people to take action. You fight power with power. And one of our greatest sources of power is our athletic dominance. So I'm calling on all of our great black football and basketball players. Instead of going to these big universities that chew you up, spit you out, and don't care about you, go to an HBCU, a Howard, Morehouse, Hampton, Zay of New Orleans and many other schools. I know some of them are still NCAA, but at least the millions of dollars you generate would go to benefiting black people who are in dire need of economic empowerment. Secondly, our professional athletes, instead of giving two, three million dollar donations to these big schools that you stayed at for a year or two, give it to an HBCU, then they could strengthen their academic programs and their athletic programs and facilities. Bingo. There you have it. That's the one way to kill the NCAA and kill this rule. And this is why it will not last. If African American and minority athletes choose to attend their own school and put the money back in their own school, then how can it succeed? Because if the big name schools are losing money, they will find a way to get those sponsors back to get those boosters back. Because if you're not satisfying the boosters, you are losing a lot of money. So this rule will not, it will not hold up probably a year or two at the most. It, it just doesn't make sense. Just doesn't make sense. And like I said, common sense will take you further than book sense ever will. If you build a relationship with a certain crowd and your name gets out there, they're just going to find a way to underhand and do like they've been doing in the past. It's as simple as that. Players find a way around things. They find loopholes. If they find a loophole around that rule, it'll be distinguished in a year or two. I, I promise you it will. But those are my quick thoughts about that. You know, I didn't want to get all into that, but that is my quick thought. But for my final thought, I'm going to go back to the NFL got to speak on Melvin Gordon because it's it's out there. I wrote on this on my blog. Go check it out. 
on wordpress.com smitty sports machine but when i come back i'm gonna give y'all straight from the author's beak stay tuned up i'm back for my final thoughts um my final thought for this show is gonna be melvin gordon san diego Chargers running back uh he's gonna hold out where well, he's demanded a trade and he's gonna hold out till he gets a new deal and the same thing is going on with dallas cowboys running back ezekiel elliott which i can understand now melvin gordon um if he's going into his fifth year I think and they picked up his option and his option for this season will be uh, $8 million and if you think about it uh, now I've did I've looked at the numbers uh, Devontae Freeman makes $8.24 million this year and I think Melvin uh, Gordon should be right in that range but I can understand them giving him the $10 million that they offered and they put the $10 million on the table. He declined it. Uh, agent asked for a trade. Now, if you look at the numbers, he's only had one 1,000-yard season. Um, the other season have been, you know, pretty good. Uh, he has 28 touchdowns, you know, since he came into the league. And, I'm sorry, 38 touchdowns since he came in the league. 38 total touchdowns. But he's had nagging injuries here and there which has caused him to miss a lot of action. And when teams are renegotiating the contract, that is going to come up. And it will probably be, you know, the downfall of you getting the deal that you want. Now, if he gets $12 million, I can roll with that. I can understand that if he wants that. That's what, only $4 million more than what he's making now? But when you get up to 15, 16, 17 in that range... Your Ezekiel Elliott, Todd Gurley, that kind of money. And I don't think he's worth that. He's a second, I would say a second tier, uh, close to a third tier running back in my opinion. Uh, because he just hasn't put enough on his resume. Yes, he's a good player. I give him that. But as top echelon, no. Just forget it. Get fair market value at 10 to $12 million. Keep it moving. At some point, you got to realize and be honest with yourself. If you look at the top running backs in the league, like Le'Veon Bell, who got his money, deserved it, and he had to sit out a year for that, and then Todd Gurley got his with two years left, which is why Ezekiel Elliott feel like he can get his right now. But he's going to get his money one way or the other, but Melvin Gordon's not on that level. So chill out, take a, take a comfortable amount, and... You know, spend it right and retire happy. Because if somebody gave me $10 million right now and I could play in the NFL, I'm going to take it no matter what. No matter what, I'm going to take it. So, Melvin Gordon, chill out. Take a comfortable amount because you're not a top tier running back. Simple as that. But those are my quick thoughts on Melvin Gordon. And that's my show for today. Uh, I hope y'all enjoyed it listen through it from first segment all the way up to right here uh trust me find me on social media 
and Twitter at FatboySlim underscore 21. Instagram at Antoine 8 in the number 2 W-O-N. YouTube at Smitty Sports Machine. And if you come in on one of the videos on YouTube and you want me to answer a question, I would do it in the form of a video. But that's my time for this episode. I greatly appreciate y'all for tuning in. This your boy Antoine Smitty Smith, Smitty Sports Machine, the podcast. Y'all know how I get down. I will catch y'all on the flip side, my good people. Peace.